Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Small Talk podcast. My name is Katie Fairman and firstly, Happy New Year! We've made it to 2024 and I have a feeling that for each and every one of you listening to this podcast, it's going to be a good year for us, okay? I just... I can feel it in my gut. Um, Now, before we get into today's episode, which is kind of a reflections podcast on 2023, I've got some untold stories here for the pod and just generally want to have a chance to look back at what a wild year 2023 was. I went freelance. I got to live my dream of being accredited in the F1 paddock. I did so much with Formula E. Like there's a lot to get through. I wanted to start off by saying that if you like listening to this podcast, then good news. I'm still carrying on with that. But if you're somebody like me that likes to watch podcasts, whether I'm prepping some dinner or I'm tidying my room or my office or whatever, I like to have a podcast on in the background. You can now watch the podcast here on YouTube. So if you uh, are joining me on YouTube, hello, it's great to see you. You can have a little snoop around my office here. Um, But if you like to continue listening to me, maybe when you're on your walks or your way to work, then nothing is going to change in terms of audio quality it's just I'm now available to listen to and to watch you lucky things but anyway regardless if it's a new year or not you know the tradition let's get myself a nice cup of tea tea secured and actually having it on YouTube you can see the kind of mugs that I go for, which is extremely boring, but an added bonus. I've gone for, this is actually my favorite mug, which is very sad because it's so boring and beige, but it just, I don't know. I think everybody must have a mug that they gravitate to when they make themselves a hot drink, or maybe it's just me. But anyway, at least if we watch this on YouTube or you watch this on YouTube, then you'll be able to see my vast collection of mugs. I mean, what a like selling point that is. Um, But no, let's get into today's episode because, like I say, I think reflection is always a healthy thing and there are lots of things I learned from 2023, which some of which like I learned and it wasn't a nice lesson to learn, but I'm glad that I've gone through it so I know how to improve for next year. Silly things like, and this is really very boring, but for the self-employed people, like making sure I put money away for if I get sick or if I need to pay my taxes, extremely boring admin kind of things, but the lessons that I've learned. So hopefully that won't happen again. I also, before I get into the episode, you might hear I have a little bit of a nasally voice because I've managed to get another cold over Christmas. Honestly, I don't think my immune system has ever been so bad. I don't know if it's just in 2023, like the world kind of properly opened up again and I was doing so much traveling and maybe I wasn't looking after myself as much. And there we go. There's like a thing to reflect on for next for this year, like make sure I'm dosing myself up on vitamins and I'm staying healthy and fit. But yes, I basically caught another cold and I feel like on this podcast, all I ever do is say that I'm unwell. (laughs) I went back and I listened to my first episode that I recorded 
on Small Talk because Small Talk was born or reborn maybe in 2023. And literally in my first episode, which is all about the new season of Drive to Survive, I started by saying, hi guys, I'm unwell, I'm in bed. And I, I was jealous of former me because I was like, I'm in bed. I've got chocolate biscuits. I've got a cup of tea. I've got testing on in the background. I was like, oh my God, past Katie was living her best life, even though she was unwell. But yes, I'm aware it's an ongoing theme on the podcast. I can't seem to record without having something wrong with me. But anyway, hopefully this year I'll be much happier and healthier with life. But anyway, so in 2023, like I said, I had already made the decision to go freelance at this point. I'd handed my notice in on my old job in November of 2022. And so I always knew 2023 was going to give me an exciting challenge. I have never done freelance on like a full-time scale before. I've done the odd bit of freelance here and there, but this was a huge jump for me. And so it was very intimidating. I'm also somebody that overthinks everything to the max. So the idea of going into this unknown was very daunting. And there were some things that sort of helped me ease into the idea. I have lots of friends who are freelancers in the motorsport space. So I was pestering them, asking them loads of questions at the beginning of the year. And I still continue to even till now. Um, But they were massively helpful. I also got given a book by a friend, which was kind of like a Um, everything you need to know before you go freelance. And so I annotated that book and read that. And um, I don't actually have it to hand right now. I think it's upstairs in my room. But um, that's something that I've often referred back to uh, for advice and tips and learning about my kind of working style. Um, If you have ever been like in a job or something like that, then sometimes management or HR will make you do these tests and it's like what kind of learner are you what kind of worker are you and so I did a couple of those in order to be able to tell like I know for example I am awful at prioritizing tasks that's something that I am trying to get better at but I just I really struggle and I'll always put things off it's like typical procrastinator I will always put off the important tasks Um, but that's something that now I'm responsible for myself I need to get better at and that's something that I don't have any new year's resolutions but something that I need to work on in 2024. So for me in 2023 I think one of my biggest takeaways was the fact that I have finally I think it's fair to say had a bit more self-love and a bit more self-belief because I have always really struggled with imposter syndrome and that's something that I don't think will ever go away. I think imposter syndrome is not like one set feeling. You know, you can feel it sometimes immensely strong and sometimes you can be like, actually, no, I I do kind of fit in here, but there's always going to be that sort of little niggle in the back of your brain that's like, no, you don't, no, you don't. But this year... I don't know if it's because I've had to sort of go and work for myself, but I do. I have I have that self-confidence now with my work, which I never had before. Um, I know that I am good at my job. And when it comes to things like doing podcasts, I know that I work hard and I, I don't upload as many episodes as I was like to. And I'm aware of that. But, you know, when I do record an episode, I give it my all and I have learned to edit it myself and I'm I'm really pleased with the product that I'm putting out and I'm obviously adding new things like here on YouTube. And so, yeah, I think maybe having to sort of do all this for myself and fend for myself a little bit has made me sort of think, 
actually, no, I am. I'm really proud of the stuff that I'm doing. And especially like the opportunities that I got last year. I mean, one opportunity which I had from, it was probably about February until the middle of the summer. I don't actually know if I can tell you about because when I um, joined the team, I was told that I had to sign an NDA. And uh, that's a non-disclosure agreement in case you're not familiar. And basically, why did my voice go so high there? Ooh, that was, that was wild. Um, but yeah, they basically said to me, you can't say you work for us. And I never got to sign this document. So in theory, I could tell everyone who I work for, but I'm too scared. <laughs> and I don't want to get in trouble. But basically, I was working for a team in Formula One um, and helping them with web content and app content um, all about previous races which I love doing because it allowed me to take a step back through Formula One history and I was learning so much and that was a really fun fun gig to have um, but also write about current day stuff and evolution of I don't know how race suits changed over times or driver helmets or I know Formula One engines like all kind of things and so I had that as a as a gig, which was really cool. Of course, I had the Formula E stuff as well. And Formula E, I'm going to be doing again in season 10. But for me, they were so important because they were the first people that when I sort of said, I'm going to be going and doing freelance, they were like, we'll have you 100%. And having that faith from such a big championship and a championship that I really love and adore was a huge boost of confidence and I'm still so grateful to them for throwing me that lifeline I guess you would say um and so yeah I had Formula E as a client and then I got the call up from Sports Illustrated which for me still doesn't quite seem real um that came about I had an email about a month into being freelance and I honestly thought it was spam I was certain that this wasn't real and um, it was from somebody pretending to be from Sports Illustrated and they wanted me to do F1 stuff and these interviews and it just seemed like too much of a dream that it could be a reality if that makes sense um, but sure enough I joined the call and it was all genuine and all real and that for me obviously opened so many doors last year. I finally got my chance to be accredited as media in Formula One, which is something that past Katie could have only ever dreamed of. And with that, I was not only able to just be in the paddock and experience and soak up everything, but it allowed me to have one-on-one -on -one interviews with people in the sport that I only have admiration for I mean I had a chance to interview Max Verstappen I mean like I can say I had a chance to do a one-on-one -on -one with him in one of the most dominant seasons of Formula One we've ever seen from a driver like what an honor um I also had the chance to obviously speak to Sebastian Vettel who is somebody who like everyone knows how much I love Seb and so that was an incredible experience which I would have only got through the Sports Illustrated opportunity and yeah, there were like Susie Wolf was somebody else I had a chance to speak with. There were so many like Oscar Piastri, Guan Yu Zhou, like all these people from across uh, the Formula One world. Nico Rosberg, how could I forget Nico Rosberg? I got to interview my literal racing hero from when I was, I don't know, like 13, 14, 15. Just the idea of starting my motorsport writing journey. And I still had like aspiring journalist Nico Rosberg fan in my Twitter bio and now, seven, eight years later, I was able to interview him and tell him that I 
grew up watching him, supporting him. Like, I know it's probably not too professional to say now I meant to be a professional writer, but I said to him, like, you know, I I watched you win the World Championship and I cried. And now I'm having a chance to interview you. Like, this is so cool. Um, I don't know if I've actually spoken about that yet on the podcast, but that was a real crazy career highlight last year. Um, and Nico was so nice when I sort of said to him at the end of the interview, I was like, also, Nico, um, just as like a little note for the end of the, the um, interview here, I was like, this isn't a question. It's just something I wanted to tell you. And yeah, I said, like, thank you for, for being such a good role model and an amazing racing driver and I really enjoyed watching you race and he was really sweet about it and then he was like oh I'm sorry I kind of cut it a bit short didn't I with my retirement and I was like it's fine Nico I forgive you but to be able to have those conversations with people like that I mean just ridiculous and did it here like in my little office and it was just it was so surreal um but yeah Sports Illustrated was definitely one of those opportunities uh, that made me, I not grow up as such, but kind of realize, okay, I'm in this role. I am this motorsport writer, motorsport journalist, and I'm speaking to these drivers and I'm doing a good job. I know I'm doing a good job of it. And yeah, that was really exciting for me. And I mean, also, speaking to different people regardless if they're in the formula one paddock or formula e paddock or if they're just people at your local karting track as many like it's good experience to get interviews with as many different people as possible because sometimes interviews don't go quite how you plan and that's something that I picked up on in 2023 um I won't give names away but there was an interview I did with somebody in f1 and Apparently they're known for sometimes being a bit frosty and a bit closed off. Because I had just had like a series of interviews with other people that all went really well. I was on a high. I was like thinking, this is amazing. And I'm not saying my bubble was burst at all because I think that's maybe an over-dramatization. But this person was quite cold and shut off with their answers. And I left that thinking like, oh, maybe I am rubbish. Maybe maybe this isn't for me. And it it was literally just from one interview. And I spoke to my friends within F1 and they were like, oh no, they like that. They honestly are like that. Like it will take ages for them to warm to you. Even knowing that and having that positive attitude, it's crazy how like one small little thing can just dint your confidence and then affect the rest of your day. I have to just sort of take a step back and be like, no, okay. You know, not everybody is going to be my best friend after an interview. (laughs) You know, this, these things happen. And even within Formula E, something that was a big takeaway this year is there was one driver in particular and every time, well, not every time, but almost every time I spoke to them, they were also quite frosty with me. And sometimes they they said to me, are you trying to put words in my mouth at one point? And I was like, whoa, 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 no way am I trying to do that. I'm sorry if that's how it's come across. Like, I'm just asking you about X and Y. And there are a few other little comments that were made to me while we were in media pen And I'm like, what's this guy's problem? And actually, at the end of the season, I had the chance to walk back to like the pit lane and they were on their own and I was on my own. And so I went up beside them and sort of patted them on the shoulder. And I was like, oh, hello, driver. (laughs) I just wanted to say, I'm sorry that the season as a whole, like hasn't worked out as you probably hoped. 
Um, but I really enjoyed watching you race this year and I'm confident that you can come back stronger next year and, you know, best of luck with it all and have a nice break until Mexico. And I don't know what it was inside me that kind of made me want to do that, but I'm so glad I did because they came back and they were like, oh, hi, like, thanks so much. That means a lot. Like, I'm also a really big fan of everything you're doing on the website and... I'd seen like a completely different side to this driver from just having a two minute conversation with them. And actually, sometimes when you do media pen, especially, it's all done informally in like such close proximity. Like in F1, if a driver crashes out on lap two, they kind of go to the media pen and then they'll go and do their other things. And and it's kind of, it's not everybody all in one go unless there's a miracle result where everybody finishes and no, there's no DNFs. Whereas in Formula E, you get sort of one media pen after the race, everyone's squished together. You have probably 10, 15 minute max to get as many interviews as you can. And it's mayhem, like straight up mayhem. And so I'm there trying to get interviews. I'm trying to find and get the eye contact of PRs or drivers. I've also like from this season now I've got somebody with a camera behind me who's recording my audio and the video for these so they go up on YouTube and sometimes they can come in such quick concession you really have to be on it and it sometimes is like like quite robotic or like a production line you're like right okay I'm gonna speak to Pascal Verlein first how was your race you know what you can do best for next time talk about maybe a specific incident in the race okay thank you good luck see you in Diria okay next one Lucas Degrassi how was your race like it's all very repetitive and sometimes drivers won't have had a good race and by going to the media like they just straight up don't want to be there and you can expect them from like watching them before or speaking to other drivers uh in the media pen that everyone is you know polite and oh you know well it wasn't the best one and trying to put on like a bit of a brave face Whereas I sometimes I think it's been a good reminder for me that like, actually, if they've had a bad race, then they're actually really not very happy. I mean, I get into a sulk if I lose a race on Mario Kart, for example. So I have to remember that for some of these drivers, you know, they're fighting for championships. They're fighting for potential career growth and like going off to other series or maybe it's money financially or maybe like we we know how competitive racing drivers are. Maybe they just want to win like as simple as and so I think that has been a good reminder this year that okay not everybody has to be super duper friendly with you and people can be upset and pissed off and it's how you kind of navigate that and that's been a big lesson that I've learned this year um, and something that I'm going to be taking into season 10 which I'm super excited about it starts next week which is crazy I'm flying to Mexico on Monday it's currently Tuesday so in this time next week I will be in Mexico City never been um, I've heard lots of things about Mexico City and the circuit is the same circuit the Formula One race is on so I've been getting lots of advice of like take hydration tablets because of the altitude uh, you know make sure you got your sunscreen and all this kind of stuff yeah I'm really excited about that and actually I know I have promised it for like the last nine months but there is a Formula E everything you need to know podcast is coming out next week From a personal side, 2023 has been a great year. Having been freelance, I knew that I had 
well, ideally more time to myself, or at least I was in control of my own schedule. And so I joined a gym, which I really enjoyed. Um, It's not something that I did with the goal of losing a load of weight. I just wanted to have a place to go where I could work out and have a bit of time away. Like when I go to the gym, I put my phone on do not disturb mode and I kind of step out of everything, which is a nice outlet to sort of let off steam. And so the gym is somewhere that I never, ever thought I would be comfortable in. Um, And so I'm really proud of myself for taking that step. I had an amazing PT as well, who was so helpful. And um, yeah, that was like a big a big thing for me in 2023 was to join a gym, which sounds maybe so silly, but um, for me, I'm really proud of myself for doing that. I also went on my first solo holiday. So after the Romy Pre, I went to Florence and I went to Lake Como on my own. And they're both destinations I've always wanted to go to, but I have maybe hoped that one day I could go with a partner or a friend or something like that. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to go on my own and enjoy, like, I want to go, what's stopping me? So I'm really proud of myself for doing that. And, you know, the the social kind of, I don't know, idea of having dinner on your own can sometimes be like, oh, look at that loser, <laughs> loser having dinner on her own. But actually kind of taking that power back and be like, oh, no, actually, she's not having dinner on her own. She's got no mates or whatever. She's here, she's brought herself here. You know, she hasn't had to wait for somebody to do it for her. She's taken the power into her own hands. And actually, I really enjoyed those evenings of having, well, firstly, the food was incredible. So that's one way you can't not enjoy having these gorgeous steaks or pastas or pizzas or, oh, I'll take me back there right now. Um, but also just being in the moment is something that I really, I found myself doing so much more of when I was holidaying on my own. I also um, sort of like retaught myself how to swim, which is really like I haven't, I've got my 25 meter badges from when I was, you know, like eight years old or whatever, but I've never really been a confident swimmer. So there were swimming pools where I was staying. And so I was trying to, even if it was a pathetic doggy paddle, I don't care. Like I did it and I managed to do lengths of the pool and I was proud of myself for that. I also like, very bizarre thing maybe to mention the podcast but like wore a bikini for some reason I've always been like adamant I'm like oh I can't wear a bikini because I'm not too slim and I'm not this and I'm not that who cares your body is your body at the end of the day and who cares if I've got a few lumps and bumps and some curves like I it's fine and so I had the confidence to do that which is another thing which might seem small and significant but for me was a big milestone this year so like there were lots of things even from that little solo trip that I can take um and go into 2024 proud that I've done those I mean there are things that I tried and they completely failed when I was at the gym I went to a workout class which I was told was going to be really nice and a great one for beginners you know you can be any level that you like went there oh my gosh it was like some kind of boot camp it was awful and this guy was making he was like okay we're gonna start everybody off with crunches or I think they were called no burpees they were called burpees and I was like oh sorry can you remind me what a burpee is and he spoke to me he's like you don't know what a burpee is and like oh my god I felt like the size of an ant and then after we did like two three minutes of burpees 
he was like, right, because she doesn't know what they are. You now have to do another 50 of these. And I, and I honestly, guys, I left <laughs> after, after the first two minutes. I was like, I am not being spoken to like this. Maybe workout classes aren't for me. And I did a similar thing where I joined a netball league because I really enjoyed netball when I was at school. And oh my God, like talk about being thrown at the, in at the deep end. Like we were playing against um, a team that had been like the winners of the league for the last four years in a row. And they were really good at netball. And this team that we'd sort of been put together, like we, none of us knew each other. We were just kind of applied through a form and chucked together and had like varying level to, levels of ability. And that was also horrendous. And so fortunately, the week after that, um, I started needing to go up to London more often on the day that netball fell. So I was like, oh guys, I'm really sorry. I can't come anymore. I can't do it. But like, I'm still really pleased that I put myself out of my comfort zone to do those things. And it's all just about like generally getting, I'd, I, I've watched Batman yesterday and there was a quote, I'd been like, why do we fall so that we can get back up or something along those lines? I definitely haven't done that justice, but like, I'm still happy that I did those things, even though both of them ended up with like unpleasant experiences. I'm glad that I put myself out there and then I learned from them and then I know never to do it again. <laughs> so it's all a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, there's lots of exciting things for 2024. As I mentioned, I'm going to be back with Formula E this season, which I'm going to be at all the races this year, which I've never done a full season of anything. So this is supremely exciting and Formula E are going to so many cool locations. And so as I mentioned, I'm off to Mexico next week. We then have Saudi Arabia. We have places like Sao Paulo. We have Tokyo. We have Shanghai. Oh my gosh, like there's so many amazing places. Back to Portland. We've got London. We've got Berlin, Monaco. We're going to Misano in Italy, which is a really cool circuit. So there's like so many amazing locations that I'm really looking forward to going to. And you guys seem to enjoy the podcast where I kind of have a little bit of a diary of what my time was like and giving you that behind the scenes insight and hopefully there can be more of that from the F1 world as well um there's still I've still not got anything official about Sports Illustrated and if I'm going to be doing it this year I mean obviously I'm hoping that that is the case but um to be completely transparent with you I don't know what's going on there so at the moment I'm just very grateful for the experience I had in 2023 but there's just so much to be excited about and I really encourage you all to do things this year, one, that make you happy. Such a key thing of finding like the pockets of time and finding what really does make me happy. I mean, I've got a ton of Lego for Christmas and one thing I really want to do is do some Lego streams, which might sound really boring to some of you, but for me, I'm really excited by it because not only do I get to chat to people about motorsport and have that kind of community aspect, but I would get to build Lego and I like building Lego. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. Um, I'm trying to get more into reading this year. I've discovered more and more podcasts as I'm doing them myself. Like, And so I really enjoy listening to podcasts. I have the gym and I've got all these other things that I'm really, I'm finding bring me a lot of joy. And so I'm not going into 2024 with any New Year's resolutions because one, I really struggle to stick to them. I've Don't worry, like I've said, I'm going to give up alcohol. Doesn't happen. I'm going to cut down my levels of sugar. Yesterday, I had like a whole tub of Heroes and a cheesecake. 
and like all these other things. And I was like, oh, it just proves that just eat what you want. All in moderation, I think is, is healthy, but, um, don't, don't like go putting unrealistic expectations on yourself. I think take each day as it comes. And, um, although I will say one thing that I am trying to get better at is like I say, prioritizing and podcasting. I really do want to take the small talk podcast seriously this year. When I started it last year, I knew I wanted an outlet to share my thoughts and feelings of the world of motorsport. And I did that. And I really, I love the stuff that I did last year, but I can't deny that other things did start to take priority, like my Formula E work or uh, the Sports Illustrated stuff. You know, I was traveling so much last year and I'm going to still be traveling a lot this year that the podcast, it kind of got knocked down on the list of, of things that I wanted to do. Um, not wanted to do, but like had the time to do, I think is fair. Um, and so now in 2024, I've had like a real look at my year and what I want to prioritize. And the podcast is like really high at the top here. So I'm hoping that by having regular podcasts, I've also got ideas for segments that I want to have. Um, I know that back in October last year, I mentioned about a mailbox, which some of you guys sent me lovely questions to that's going to be actually making like a proper return and comeback. Um, so if you have any questions that you would like answered, there's going to be specific mailbox episodes that are going to be on the last Monday of every month. So if you have any questions, I will, don't worry, answer some of the ones that you guys submitted in October, if they're not out of date. I mean, there were some ones in there that it was like, are you going to do a meetup in Kota? Well, obviously I can't answer that now because the time has been and gone. Um, but if you have any questions that you want me to talk about or themes or topics, then, um, I will leave a link to the email in the podcast description I think off the top of my head it's smalltalkpodcast at gmail.com but I would double check if you want to do that double check socials and the podcast description is probably the easiest place for that oh my god like I probably should have said this at the very beginning of the podcast but thank you all so much for your support for small talk in 2023 it was a pretty crazy whirlwind and I'm so glad that you guys have stuck through um my terrible upload scheduling I know that it's not been as regular and maybe as polished as some other podcasts on the market but hey I like that I like the authenticity and I'm hoping actually that by having this as a video as well will remind me to not be as harsh with my cuts because I can't do that when I'm recording it on YouTube and I only have the one camera when I normally edit my podcast audio, I normally try and chop out like if I breathe <laughs> or if my mouth makes a funny noise or whatever. I can't really do that too much here on YouTube because otherwise my frame is going to, I'm going to be like glitching all over the place. So I'm hoping that by doing this, it will just be a much more natural conversation it won't be so super professional. At the end of the day, like the, the idea of small talk was to, be like you're receiving a voice note from your motorsport best friend. That's the kind of theme that I wanted throughout these episodes. And so hopefully this is returning back to that original format. And I know that 
the kind of topic of this was discussing motorsport stories and my take on those and I kind of didn't do as much of that as I kind of wanted to in 2023 because news would break and I'd be busy with something else but hopefully this year um, we can see a bit more of that and there's lots of F1 news that I'm sure is going to come our way in 2024 obviously we've got all these drivers that are out of contract at the end of the year we have um, some exciting locations that we're going to and I'm just trying to think of something that's not going to be Max Verstappen winning everything but you never know We've got um, testing coming up next month. We then have all the car launches. I can't believe that we're already getting promos and dates for car launches. It feels like it was only yesterday that that was happening in 2023. So lots to look forward to here on the Small Talk podcast. Thank you again for all the love and support for Small Talk in 2023. This year is only going to get bigger and better. And so I'm so excited to have you along for the journey. Excuse my very nasally voice that we've got for this episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, the sun has miraculously decided to come out just as I'm recording this. So you'll probably find the lighting's a bit all over the place, but it's fine. It's fine. It's meant to be authentic and rustic and all of that kind of stuff. It's not going to be a perfectly polished product as if we're recording in a studio, but it probably will be quite funny when you look at it and it's already dull and boring at the start. And now I look like I've got the brightness turned up to a thousand on my camera. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. And like I said, I'm wishing all of you a very happy and a healthy 2024 filled with lots of exciting adventures for you all. Hopefully, if you want to get yourself to races, that happens for you and that all your motorsport dreams come true in 2024. I will see you next week for a Formula E preview. Very exciting. And now I actually have the right setup and things. I might even be able to take my camera and my setup to hotel rooms around the world and record them in different locations. But anyway, thank you again. See you soon. Love you lots and have a great new year. Bye.